0: B. Mitchell Finley, 1067, the fan. Uh, Brian, something incredible just happened. What? Landfill and I were talking about if the defenders played this weekend, they changed quarterbacks. And Jeff was like, nah, they play this weekend. And we're like, yeah, dude, they played. He's like, no, they play this weekend. And we're like, Jeff, it's Monday. He had no idea what day it was.
1: Long weekend, man. And like I said, my, my work week started yesterday. Landfill, that happened. Did they win? That happened.
0: All right. Time to get down to business. We are lucky to bring in our friend, Mr. John Kime from ESPN, Commander's Beat Reporter. Follow him on Twitter at John underscore Kime. You can listen to his podcast or watch it on YouTube, the John Kime Report. Johnny, what's up, man? How are you, buddy?
2: What up? I do know what day it is. I don't always, though, so I can I can empathize on
0: that one. Proud of you. Now, <laughs> um, Combine, Indianapolis. Yes. There's going to be – there's always a lot of lying going on at the combine. <laughs> yes. I think – A lot of lying. For the commanders right now, now that they've settled the offensive coordinator position, and there's probably still some, you know, coaching staff yes, d- decisions that will get made, but all eyes are on the sale. You and I were texting yes. over the weekend. Yes. What do you make of everything going on? A lot of lot of misinformation out there. A lot of that. I, I,
2: well, and and what I tell people is just like if you're on a field, keep your head on a swivel because um, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's get put out there. Don't overreact to it because you. It's just hard to really parcel out all the truths at this point. So I would just tell people not to overreact to everything that comes out. Right. I mean. You know, we just—I don't know that anybody has the full, full story of what's going on, what's going to transpire. Um, we know that there are multiple bidders. Um, we know that, you know, it certainly seems like there's a motivation to sell. Um, beyond that, you know, I think you kind of have to take a lot of things with a grain of salt.
1: The, I, I look at it at this point. I know I understand we see a lot of stuff going out, but I believe all of the changes and in the, in the, the the eagerness to sell at this point has a lot to do with what he was told from other owners in the NFL. So I believe the the sale is going to happen. I'm just not sure who is going to get it.
2: Right, right. And I'm with you on that, B. Mitch. I I think the same thing. I don't know who it's going to be. Um, I know people are fixated on one individual. And, you know, I'm not sure quite – why? It's just on one individual because there are other guy, people who are bidding on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I guess because they know that's the way to get it, that they think it's the way to get it done is one, you know, one guy comes in and says, here's seven billion. Boom, it's over. I don't know if it's that simple. So but there are other bidders on there. So I would just focus on the process and, and know what, you know, like some of the other stuff coming out, you you hear things and then you hear things refuted. So you have to be very, very cautious about what you put out there and what and, and how you handle it. That's that's how I go. But like I'm with you, B. Mitch, I do think, it. you know, I don't I haven't heard anything to the contrary at this point that it that it's not going to happen. I know some people you know fear that, but that's I just I don't I haven't I can't really go there at this point. So, you know, um, it's going to be a long possible month or so of all this stuff. Um so, don't you think?
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's the amount of misinformation. Yeah. At, at times talk about a well-funded misinformation campaign, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> at times it seems fairly transparent, I think.
2: Well, um, there's definitely yeah, you always like I think that, I think the whole thing in this too is you look behind what comes out and they like, say what's the motivation behind that information. That's what you always have to keep. It's just totally. like it's it's like it's a lot like, you know, with with agents, with teams, when they say stuff like, what's the motivation behind that? There's a lot of times that you and I have both heard things from people that you don't report because you say, well, this guy is saying this possibly because of this. So I better be careful with that information.
0: Right. And and I'm sure you like me are getting calls and texts and a million things <laughs> that are crazy. And I I I haven't, I reported some stuff in January and haven't, really reported officially anything since then and everything that i officially reported has checked out Bowley's out harris appears to be a front runner right and bezos hasn't made any offers now
2: right he could skip the line he could change it
0: right like who knows what will happen with him he remains the wild card but the snyder family is and continues to be extremely reluctant to sell to him
2: all that seems to be the case. And then what that means, um, you know, who knows? I mean, you hear various things on all that. And, you know, people are adamant that there's no um, blocking, but, you know, again, I just, I'm with you. Like the other thing we know is that he hired that Allen and company to investigate a bid or to look into a bid. We know that too. Okay. Um, And now when he, when he hired them, I don't know. Um, but, but yeah, but he did hire them to look into a bid. Um, you know, we, we've known that he has an interest in buying a team. We also know that Seattle will be up for sale at some point in the next couple of years, you know, where to, to you know, what, what's more appealing. I don't know. And, um, but I just, I think there's I just, I think, you know, we, we call like the draft season, the line season, all that. And I think we're in that, in that part with this a lot. And so you just have to be really careful about what you say. Um, I think it's really hard to be deeply affirmative on some things.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's
2: –
0: well, and what's funky about this, and I've said this to me before, is if I hear about a trade or a free agent signing, I, I know who to call. I know who I can trust. Right. This is not that. Exactly.
2: That's exactly right. And yeah, I mean, there's, there's certain moves. I'm like, well, I got from this person, this person thousand percent knows. So it's okay. And um, I think in these cases, you know, this is also playing, you know um, there's so many factors involved here and so many um, aspects to it. Like, you know, there's the financial side, there's this side, there's that side. You're dealing with people like we've done for the last couple of years, JP, we're dealing with people that, you know, you haven't had to deal with before in some cases. And so you don't have, you know, certain relationships built up on certain in certain areas. So like you don't know, like I know from a football angle, like here are the people that I know I can trust because they've proven that over time. And, you know, so I think you just have that's why I say you have to be careful just with running with everything that you get because you really would have to check it out. And then some of the stuff's like, well, again, what's the motivation? And, you know, I have talks with my editors about all this stuff and, like, what can you put out there and whatnot. And just if it's not concrete, then just let's wait until it is.
1: I ask this question, though, and I, I think we all been around a lot of places. If it comes down to it and the bids are all in and one bid is bigger than the others, do you all really think that they're going to say, no, I don't, I, I'm don't. A, I'm a, I'm going a to forego that extra money because I don't like a person?
2: Well, how much are you putting in there, B-Mitch?
1: Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting nothing in it. But I'm saying if it's $500 million more or uh, yeah, seven hundred fifty, million, are you going to just walk away from it because you don't like somebody?
2: Listen, I mean, <laughs> I've been around a lot of players over the years who've told me that I couldn't play for this guy or that guy. And guess what? They play for Yeah. Because why? Because like contract. I mean, you know, so I think it's, I think it would be surprising to, to see that. I mean, you'd have to, you know, I will also say, like I was talking to someone the other day, it's like, they just refer to things as like, you know, how billionaires battle and just, it's, it's a different world that they live in. So I, it's hard for me to comprehend some of that. um, All of us, but it would be surprising to me to see that play out like that. If it's that much of a difference, Mm -hmm. you know, if it's a little bit here and there, just like a player may offer like, well, I know I could have gotten this on the open market, but I like it here. I like this. I like that. It's not enough to, you know, change my mind. Right. Um, Sometimes see that. But if you're talking like if you're a player, like, Kirk Cousins may have wanted to stay here, but he was always going to make 30 to 40 to 50 million more by going on the market. Like how do you pass that up? Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. Totally. It would be interesting to see. Yeah. yeah.
0: Talking with our friend, John Kime, give him a follow at John underscore Kime. Sounds like, uh, you're in a very pleasant meadow with that bird. <laughs>
2: behind in, you. I am. I am in, I'm in South Carolina.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Nice. Good for you, dude. Um,
2: What's going on down there at beach? Keowa? um my son, helping him with his new house.
0: Oh, that's great! Great,
2: Charleston, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's great. Yeah, I need a new hey, house. Yeah, there, huh? there,
2: there, there, listen, there, there, there's um, they have a like we always talk about ZZQ. Yeah, they have a place down there. It is like basically the same. It's a ZZQ down here. It's called Lewis's, which is phenomenal brisket. So.
0: I, I have been to Lewis's. It is phenomenal. Okay.
2: It is, yes.
0: Uh, let's, let's, let's try to talk a little bit of actual football surrounding this football team. Ron Rivera last week talked. Eric Bienemy talked. Even Jason Wright talked. Sam Howell talked. I, there seems to be this national consensus. Oh, they're not actually going to roll out there with Sam Howell. I think yeah. they are. I don't oh, think yeah. – I don't like, Derek Carr, I, I don't see one of these. No. And I don't know who will be the veteran backup. Maybe it's Taylor. Maybe it's somebody else. But I, I really – the, the Howell stuff is real, and it's yeah.
2: intriguing to me. I agree, and it is funny because, like, I get that a lot too. Are they really going to do that? Are they just saying that? No, they – because what I also know is that they really like to be – you know, I'd heard – leading up to the draft last year, I heard a lot about him from out there. And so I know that the, I know that the, whatever they said after the draft was not um, just, Oh, well we got this guy. Now we're going to say this. It was, they really did like him. And um, I had been told like, if, you know, if they hadn't traded for Carson Wentz, that he would have been a guy they would have targeted earlier in the draft. So that, so the liking of him is legit. And, um, I think they saw enough throughout the year to say, and I think, you know, part of the JP too is, um, and I asked Ron Vera about this a couple of weeks ago, like how much of this is a shift is their belief in how versus realizing that maybe last year they were a little bit, that it didn't work out with what they did with Wentz and that you gave up a lot to have a year where it didn't work out. You Can you afford that again? I mean, it wasn't just, you know, it was two third-round picks. They essentially recouped those with other moves, but it was also the cap space. So they don't want to give all that up. They'd rather take the other approach, which is build up that line. And if you can build up that line behind this guy and you get this certain – and if you can use your playmakers better, then you, then he can have success. And I think the feeling has been, you know, he's a – he's probably a strong, he's a stronger arm version and, and maybe a better, you know, just a little bit bigger than, than the Taylor Heineke. Right. So if you could get eight wins out of Heineke, could you get a few more out of him with better things around him from line to, you know, whether it's how they're used, play calling, whatever it is, you know, the scheme and all that. So I think that's part of the thing. And so then, but yeah, they're not, they're not in the Derek Carr sweepstakes. They're not going to go out and try and trade for Lamar Jackson um, I'm not sure why Baltimore would send him down here anyway, mm-hmm. um, but but they're, so they're not going to do that. I mean, Heineke is still an option. He's still there's still a, a chance. I mean, I think there's definitely still interest in bringing him back. But it's going to be somebody at that level, somebody who's a strong backup. Who, if you need him to start, can go in, can go out there and win games for you over a, 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 an extended stretch. I know, we... and go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: I know we're trying to move forward, but. By this happening, it makes people go back to, why did you do so many stupid things last year then? Well, when you had him on the
2: roster. Well, you know, and I think, listen, all that is fair game. And and they, I I think with Taylor, because last year was just Taylor, right? They didn't have how yet. Um, I don't know, like, I think, I don't know if they felt like if they could have absolutely assured to get him, that they would have done the same thing. I don't know. But... um it's that's fair, and and I know in, with Taylor they always viewed him as a really as a high end backup, so they wanted to upgrade over him, and you're right, it didn't work out, um, and I think this is the result of like what they did or didn't do, because because of you know you go out and get him, and then your guard play is subpar, right, and mm-hmm. you know and so that's that's related, and and it's related in, in many ways, and um, so you know I. I don't know that they would have felt comfortable last year. There, listen, there was a thought about, like, going out and getting Mitch Trubisky as a free agent. You have Taylor, and then maybe you draft somebody, too, and you put him in the mix, and then you go. And that certainly now Trubisky did not work out, but Taylor ended up playing more, you know, in Pittsburgh. But Taylor probably would have been playing more anyway. So it would have been, may have been the same kind of season. And there were some people there that would have favored that direction. Um so yeah I mean you know it's it certainly it's certainly a different approach than last year and you can say that perhaps some of that reason is because of what they learned by what they did or didn't do last year.
0: Yeah and I think there's also an undercurrent of we don't have the money to go get their car. Well <laughs> you know what I mean well, like the I think the conversation I've, around Lamar is just absurd. It, it, yeah I, you you think they're writing a two hundred fifty million dollar fully guaranteed no. check right now because they're no, not no
2: no and and it's not and I uh, no they're not and it's not going to be I know what it, what was one of the theories that like oh well it will be Dan Snyder's kind of his middle finger to the league I'm going to give this guy a guaranteed money no that's not happening it's just not and I think but part of it is with Carr I don't think that they saw the same quarterback they did the year before when they were watching on film but also just the cost involved and and um, I, and it could be whether it's just like, hey, you don't have the money. But I think the other problem is if you went out and got a Derek Carr, let's say you spent $35 million for him, is he going to be that much more effective here considering you still have to beef up that line? How are you going to improve some of those other areas to give Carr what he needs because he's not a transcending quarterback, right? And so I think, you know, that the money plays a role in multiple ways in, in that thinking. And, but I'm sure – Like, you know, they, yeah, I'm, money always plays a factor.
0: Mm -hmm. The answer to everything is money. Um, Yeah. Last one, John. What's going on with DeRon Payne? You think they just tag him before the end of next week,
2: whenever the deadline is? I think March 7th deadline, and so they'll tag him and then they'll keep negotiating. So they, but there's, they're not going to get, listen, unless, as you know, like at the combine, a lot of these talks are really where things get initiated and become a little bit more, um, real right you know and before that everybody kind of said well we'll me at the combine so that so a lot of stuff will come out of there but I don't expect them to sign him to a long-term deal before March 7th so they'll tag him and they'll keep negotiating tag and trade or tag and keep I think tag and keep but I think then it's like but see here's the other problem what if you know what if Payne doesn't want to play on that I mean is he gonna but see there you go I
0: don't think he's gonna be fond of this tag
2: well, he may not be fond of it, but he, you know, he's still going to make what is it, nineteen million or something? Um, yeah. So I, one day, I hope to be disrespected that way. <laughs> so, <laughs> it is, but you know. But I also know, like I also understand, it's a different. It's different with them, with the mentality of a player. You want the security. You want to feel like, hey, do you want me here or not? Um, you, I want to get paid what I'm worth here. Look what I did for you. I get all of that, and that's always a factor. But um, I do think, you know, I. Listen, I would explore a trade if somebody came to me and made some crazy offer. Short of that, they're better off in a year where they need to win. They're better off with him on the roster. And, and you know, like, who knows? Like, if he doesn't want to play on the tag, that's one thing. But if he's willing to play on the tag, it may not be their problem next year. So, I, you so, know, I think, they, I think they're better with him on the roster. And unless you get, like, a really good offer – and then you say, well, you know, you do have Mathis coming back and Ridgeway developed, et cetera. But, you know, um, I think they'd like to keep him around.
0: Certainly. And and I think there is a middle ground of not wanting to play on the tag but playing because you, you still want to get the 19 mil. Correct. Correct. I just – I I mean, we've seen it with Kirk. We've seen it with Sheriff. It's a road to nowhere.
2: Uh, it has to work out here.
0: No. And, and it just – I don't see it working out here, because again, it's money. How much it's, you got to guarantee paying
2: in a long-term deal? 70 sixty65? Yeah, yeah. And, and and so he could get he could end up with that 22 to 24 range as well. And mm-hmm. I know there was a reluctance to to kind of give him that John Allen deal last year, but he hadn't reached Allen's right. heights, right? Well, he has now, and so the value went up. Um, so what do you what are you able to give them, and um, what's a, what's a new owner going to be comfortable with? If if it if it takes, let's say it takes you know if, if it's not done by the end of March and there's a new owner, what's the, what are they going to be comfortable with doing? Um, what's their philosophy going to be as far as you know doling out these kind of contracts? Um, and then the other because the other factor in this is we as we know is. You know, Montez Sweat is a free agent next year. Chase Young—they're still deciding on that fifth-round option. And if they don't pick it up, then you have two free agent ends after next year. So, you, you know, what who, are you going to keep one of them? You, you can you? How many of these guys can you keep? Hmm. And how are you prioritizing? But there are three phases to, to Rivera,
1: football, not just one.
2: Yep. Right. Right. And in in listening to Ron Rivera over the over the season, though, he's talked a lot about. Um, in Carolina, how they weren't able to keep their defensive tackles together. And I think that was something that I think it sounded like there was some regret when he would talk about that. So, you know, um, interesting to watch, but if, 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 if Duran doesn't want to pay, play on that, then it could take a different turn. Um, I could see him maybe not showing up into camp only to protect yourself. Right. Because it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, I mean, that's, there's not, it's not guaranteed. So, yes, sir,
0: John, we got to run, man. Thank you for the All time right, as Appreciate always. You, All right, guys. That's our guy, John Kime. Give him a follow at John underscore Kime and check out YouTube, the John Kime report. Now I want to talk a little more Deron Payne. We're going to do it when we return. Don't go anywhere. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.